Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. Accessing the Spanish market or the Hispanic market, for example. Uh, this is Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And Mark Vila from Coleman and & Company. And we also have with us today... Maria Rodriguez. Eh, vamos a presentar hoy Entrando al Mercado Hispano. Yeah, and I think that I think what she just said was accessing the Hispanic market, for example. I thought she said something bad about your eyebrows. Oh. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I just got these done. Okay, I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're, we're here today uh, for, for several reasons. I mean, first of all, you probably know by now, if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, that we are in, we're in Tampa, Florida, and uh, I just found out recently that, that we, um, we're number two in the country as a representative demographic of the country. So if you took a look at the entire United States and the mix of economics and ethnicities and tax brackets... Etc. Um, we're we're almost exactly like a perfect representation of the country, and also when you look around Tampa, you know there's a big uh, Hispanic marketplace, and uh, we're here with Mark Vila because he's got some some deep roots to the uh, Hispanic community here in Tampa and business there, and Maria is actually from a Spanish country, and spent a lot of time in Miami and has worked for uh, Hispanic-based businesses targeting that particular demographic. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about, you know, what we can't do to help you access that market or ways to access that market and use that as an example for other markets that may be in your area. So um, I think this is an important thing to talk about and to think about. Even if you, um, if you don't speak Spanish, if you're not Latino or Latina, um, it's it's a growing market in our country. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily in your area, but there are niche markets in your area that are cultural, no matter where you are, no matter what that cultural little group can be. So uh, that's why we say, for example. So right. if, if it doesn't exactly pertain to you, think about it and, and in a way that it will, because we'll get into that discussion. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a big uh, Greek community just north of us in Tampa and Tarpon Springs, Coast of Texas, there's a big Vietnamese community. In um, Minnesota, there's a big Hmong community. Um, I don't know if they're buying any sparkly T-shirts or anything, but it's certainly worth taking a look at. Uh, there are little pockets of um, ethnicity and different languages all over the country. So, um, so I hope you get something out of this that allows you to expand your market a little bit. Well, you mentioned... Um my history and background and up and upbringing. So my my father, who's also named Mark Vila, he was Marcelino Marcelino Vila. Marcelino Villa. And he was uh, he grew up in Ybor City, which is um, a little area in in Tampa. Yep. And he was a manager of a Spanish radio station, and he was on the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And for a majority of my life, he ran a, a marketing newspaper for the Hispanic market, specifically for the, uh, the, the niche of, of the grocery, the small 
the small supermarkets. Right. Uh, and so I grew up, you know, always hearing about marketing to these niche communities and, uh, and just the power of especially the Latin community because it's, it's growing. It's, yeah. growing. it's growing quickly in the U.S. So it's important to think about. Agreed. And um, not only it's growing, but once you get into a small group of Hispanics, you have a customer for life because they're very loyal if you really know how to target them. Uh, you know, um, even if you don't speak in, in Spanish, you can actually still do your ads in English because actually a lot of Hispanics in the United States prefer their ads, their news, um, their content online, and they are online. Um, most of the Hispanic people prefer online uh, to TV. Um, they're also on the phone all the time. Um, so even if you don't speak Spanish, uh, they prefer actually uh, their ads in English. And like I said, once you get into a group of Hispanics, they we actually prefer work of math. Like if, if I go to a friend and they say, oh, I use this product, it's really good, you should try it. I'm going to use it just because my friend said so. So, um, and next thing you know, so-and-so-and-so uh, and so and so said this, and next thing you know how you have this growing group of Hispanics. Right buying from you. Now, Maria, you used to work for a, like, a listing agency, a Spanish language? Yes, sir, and I actually find out that right now, um, the Hispanic market is worth $1.2 trillion. I mean, only in the two, in 2015 alone, it was worth $1.5 trillion. Um, and um, the Hispanic population is growing, I mean, before um, a lot of his, a lot of people in the United States, you know, they thought, okay, it's mostly Mexicans or Puerto Ricans or Cubans, but there is this big group of Hispanics coming from Colombia, coming from Brazil, coming from Venezuela because they don't want their wealth be taken away from them, uh, you know, from uh, because the government is corrupt or something, so they moved to Miami, and that's why Miami has been increasing. Um, the the economy in Miami has been increasing because you have all these wealthy Hispanics going to Miami. Now, once they get into Miami, they realize that it's overpopulated, so they're spreading all through the other United States. Right. So there are cities like Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Colorado, Illinois, Virginia, and Maryland who have seen an increase in the Hispanic clientele. So there are Hispanics out there. They're yeah. growing not only Miami but all through the United States. So, so it's kind of like that. And and let me let me ask you ask you this question. Do you if you both agree? Like if you that doing a an advertisement or a marketing campaign or at least a set of samples or something that appeals to that specific demographic, you you think they will buy more or pay more attention than just a general advertisement. So in other words, if I just do a, an advertisement on cheerleading bling or something like that, if I do one, you know, that's directed towards the general populace, I get one result. Do you think I'll get a better or a different result if I target it towards Hispanics or some other ethnic demographic? Actually, last funny you mentioned that last night I saw a new uh, commercial um, that Target did. 
and it was in an English um, speaking channel, yet the whole commercial was in Spanish. Right. So th- it's happening. It's yeah. happening. And honestly, as soon as I saw that, I wasn't paying attention to the TV. And as soon as I heard somebody speaking in Spanish, I just turned away. I, I, I had to watch okay, there, it. Okay, there you go. So, so you've at least got a window here where you're going to stand out by yes. offering something in a particular language or to a particular set of people. And it's and it's not any different than anything else that goes on in the advertising world. So when they if if a product is trying to appeal to a woman, they might put a woman's voice on the product. Yeah. If they're if they're trying to appeal to a particular culture, so whether you've got a certain accent or a certain twang in your voice, or you use certain uh, slang, yeah. you know, language. So whether it could be uh, kind of a country music culture or a hip hop culture or any of these things, yeah. you do things in that language. Now right. it's English, so you and I can understand it. I can understand, you know, right. a country. But you still did. But you still use different. You use different phrases. You different mm-hmm. words. You show different images to that group. You're right. Than yeah. you would to another. Yeah. So it's the same thing. So, so you can you cannot completely speak Spanish or only know a little bit. Um, or none, uh, but you can have an ad that's targeted, or you can have marketing materials that are targeted towards a towards a Latin community. Yeah, and by either using certain words, or even just putting, you know, like um, you know, like something the effect of like uh, like like Latin Americans welcome. Yeah. Just put that yeah, in yeah. Spanish somewhere, or, you know, or wait, or putting a soccer ball anywhere on yeah. any advertisement. Yes, just, just put. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a football <laughs> on any, yeah, on any advertisement. Okay, yes. and then So, so I mean, there, there's a couple of really obvious examples, and that's, you know, um, soccer is a sport. Football everywhere else, but here is incredibly, incredibly large. It it has an incredibly loyal following in the Latin American community. And you can take advantage of that by putting, by, by creating, um, you know, apparel that appeals to that crowd. Yes, you can. You know, Colombian colors. I mean, my, um, my son-in-law is Colombian, and he's got, they, everyone, even the dogs have <laughs> Colombia uh, soccer shirts. Yes, sir. You know, and they wear the colors and the bandanas. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, so that's that's something to think about, as you mentioned, is the colors. You know, so if you're creating flyers or brochures or advertisements, um, whether it's online or offline, you know, consider that. So you can yeah. you can say that you you can say that you make you know uh, custom soccer jerseys and and have those words you know in the colors of countries that right. You know, so look that up, you're trying to yeah, look to. up the Colombian fa- flag or the Mexican flag. Yeah. The Puerto Rican and Cubans easy because it. it Goes with the same. Yeah, use the, the same US, colors. U.S. colors, you know, yeah. red, white, and blue. But that's just all things to think about. And it, it's it is if you're not currently working in the Hispanic community and right. in your city or your area, there is a large Hispanic population. Then it then you are possibly missing out. You're 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 ignoring it. Yeah. Basically. Go ahead. And um, I just wanted to mention that. Um, in Colombia, when I was living in Colombia, um, food and clothing, it's very expensive. Right. And it's because, you know, it's well made. And so we bring that back here to the United States. Like, we don't care if, you know, it's a little bit overpricey. If we like it, we will buy it. 
Okay. So if you if you spend you know the money to buy you know. Uh, so are you saying you can charge ten ten bucks more for the same shirt in the Spanish community? If we like it, we'll buy it. Okay, there you go. That's I like sure. that a lot. Well, yeah. you don't hear a lot of jokes about about Latin Americans being cheap. Right. That's not True. that's not a joke that you hear about. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just not a, it's just not something that is valued in the culture. Right, and, and that and that's important to to look at is is not only like interest groups like uh, international soccer, you know, or. Um, you know, or, you know, price groups, you know, where they might be able to, to spend a little bit more money. But it's also things like, uh, you know, the, the traditions that exist in the Latin American community that might not exist outside that. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we were brainstorming a little bit, and how many people have been to a quinceañera? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I mean, that's big both in the, in the Puerto Rican community and a lot, you know, in the Cuban community as well. They have those, and I've been to one. And... There are, there are thousands of websites online that have to do with wedding bling. You know, I know Maria's, Maria's been drooling over some of the bling that we produce here at, at yes. Coldessi because she's getting married soon. Yeah. Um, they do all of that, 100% for the, uh, the quinceañera, which is the, you know, the, uh, the girl's 15th birthday. Yeah, it's like you a know, sweet it's a coming 16. out party. Yeah, oh, it's a coming out party. quinceañeras, okay. Quinceañeras. That's, Sorry, I'm saying no, it was perfect, okay. you know, for, 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 for gringos out there. I'm oh, sorry. Hey, hey. But, uh, but yes, it. it's, it's quinceañeras, yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, that's a, that's a great market that, yes. you know, maybe you're standing right next to. Yeah. You know, and, you, and you're not accessing it all. You know, so instead of a bridal party t-shirt, you know, maybe there's a little quince t-shirt. Oh, know? yes. It's a big market. It's a huge market. And the more bling you have in a quinceañera, the better. And believe me, they will pay for it. Right. The, you know the flowers with blings, the um, the, the the shoes with blings, yeah. the, the the whole dress with bling, everything with bling. We like it. So, um, so now we we've kind of figured out that I mean obviously there's a huge Hispanic marketplace in the U.S. and that it is kind of broken down into pieces to a certain level. You know whether or not you know Puerto Ricans and Cubans or Central Americans or South Americans. You know there's some differences there. Um, but how would you you know Mark, what, what's, if you were going to start in that market, mm -hmm. let's say I'm already in the business and I've got a DTG printer and I make shirts, you know, what would you, what's that first step that you would take to get into it? Well, I would say um, if I already have, I guess there's two answers, because if I already have an established business and, um, and I have a level of success and now I'm kind of reaching a point where I'm trying to figure out how I can grow more, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure where to go. You know, I only have so many hours of myself. I would start looking into finding either a, um, a Hispanic salesperson or employee okay. to, to work with me. And so I can, so I can put Sabla Espanol on my sign or my window right. on my website okay. um, that we can call, you know, Latin American businesses yep. and speak to them in English and their, and their you know, native language, yeah. both. Sometimes, you know, somebody really wants to, to, and they know English well, but they cannot express exactly what they're thinking because it's not their first language. Yes. You having that employee there yeah. can really help to boost, you know, it boosts the trust, it boosts the comfort level. We, we um, see that all the time here at Cold Essie where, yeah. you know, we have tons of Spanish-speaking customers, and most of them are just fine conversing in English, um, but occasionally they'll just say, you know, I mean, do, do you have anybody that speaks Spanish? 
you know, and it's important for you to be able to offer that. Yeah, and there's the, so that's something that's what I would try to consider first. Okay. If I have the ability, even if it's a part timer, or if I can get a salesperson, or even if it's somebody I only pay um, as even like ten ninety nine, meaning I only pay them when they sell something. You know, try to find somebody that is that speaks Spanish that can go out there and get this section of business that you aren't even touching yet. You haven't called any of those business owners. Right. You haven't talked to any of those dance studios. Yeah. You, you know, you haven't gone anywhere in that community at all. If you can find somebody that is in that community yeah. and is in a sales per uh, that uh, even if they're a salesperson. Yeah. You know, you you've got a massive opportunity for all this business. Can, can I can I expand that a little bit to advocate is to finding um, you know, if you do happen to have a customer or if there is a group like there's a Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, you know that you can approach and say, "Listen, I, I don't speak Spanish, I'm not Spanish, but man, I would love to do business with the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, you know, what do I need to do? Um, or if you've got a customer that's very active in the Spanish community in where you are, or any community, remember this is just an example, you know, do, do you think you could, you know, maybe ask them for referrals, or to take a look at an advertisement, or, you know, how, what would you do? Is that a viable kind of option? Yeah, I Definitely, okay. because um, I've I've uh, not been a member of the Chamber of Commerce, but I've been to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, but I've been to a bunch of meetings, and, and my father was. And uh, not everybody there speaks Spanish. Right. You know? Uh, not everybody. I didn't, you know, and, yeah. and other folks there didn't. You know, they might have um, come from Hispanic roots or just have a love for the culture. Yeah. And it's the same thing. You find the same thing in all types of... You have Jewish community centers where you have people that go there that aren't Jewish, but yeah. they're welcomed in because they love the culture. No, no. Speaking of Ybor City, every time I drive through Ybor City, I'm half Italian. My mom was Italian. There, there's a an, uh, an Italian cultural center. It's yeah. a huge building in Ybor. Um, I, I feel like I have the urge just to pull in yeah. and find out what's going on, right? I've never even heard Italian more than <laughs> on the movies, right? But but still, there's an identification there that that a marketer could take advantage of. And yeah. Work yeah. And one of the things that I was saying before is that, you know, word of the mouth. We do right. work like that, you know, Hispanics. Um, if I have a friend that has been using something for years and they like it, I'll probably get it too. Yeah. And, you know, believe it or not, that's how most of Hispanic work here in the United States, especially because we don't know most of the brands. Right. And, uh, but would be more open to new brands. Before it was like, okay, because my grandmother used this, I'm yeah. going to use it forever. Now we're being more open. We are expanding uh, to brands that, you know, go the extra mile to reach out to us and, you know, and yeah. and do the, their ads in Spanish or English or Spanglish. Right, You know, Spanglish. because there is such things. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a great example of a small connected community. And they're connected through language and through heritage and a lot of times through neighborhoods mm -hmm. or social groups. Just like we've talked about so many times with any vertical market. You know, uh, you know, if you want to get into the, into the church you know, um, clothing, you know, for mission work, or if you want to get into cheer, you know, you've got to go to those places and talk to those people. And uh, there is, you know, just speaking of that, you know, combining niches together, if you, yeah. do, if you do a lot of work for community churches and such, there's, there's probably a, a strong presence of 
Hispanic churches. There's an Iglesia uh, something <laughs> church. Yeah. There's 15 of them within a, you know, three miles of where we are right now. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of those. Yeah. There are a lot of those. And then there's a, a, a bunch of off, off, you know, off just small community yeah. churches. And then there are churches that have Spanish mass or yeah. Spanish service yeah. in and of themselves. Yep. So if you're already in that niche, then you can expand further, deeper into that niche. Next Sunday, go to the Spanish service. Or maybe if even if, if it's going to church is not your thing, and if you if if like a local event, we're there. We like food. We right. like dancing. We like music. Even if we don't understand what's going on, if we see people and we see food and we listen to music, we're there. It, so it, I, you know, I I didn't want to bring this up, but if you live in a city anywhere in the United States that does not have a Puerto Rican festival or a Puerto Rican Day parade. Um, just let me know what city that is, because I've never heard of it. Because okay. I know that in in Florida, you know, things like that happen all the time. You know, there's a there's a Puerto Rican Day, and you know, there's there's Cuban festivals, and yes. there's you know um, other other demographics. There are two or three huge Indian festivals here uh, in the Tampa area every year. Just another example of a different language, historical, you know, demographic that. You know, has as a community. You know, once you're into, or once you figure out a way to, to access, then you've got a great market. So what I think what the little secret is on all of this is that, you know, if you're looking for a way to expand your business and you're trying to find something different to do, uh, something that maybe your competition isn't doing, and it might just be to reaching out to some of these little niche communities. Yeah, and especially if you have an affinity for their culture, you know, if you really like their food or you really like their music, and we, you know, specifically we're talking about Hispanic cultures here, which is many, many cultures. Right. You know, it's a lot of. It's cultures, a wide variety. Not just one. Right. So this this falls down through through any other cultures out there. If you have an affinity for that culture, reach out to that community, whether it's through chambers of chamber of commerce or. Um, chamber of chambers? chambers of chambers commerce. of commerce. Yes. Okay. It's multiple chambers, <laughs> one commerce. Yes. We that's got true. it. Um, so, uh, chambers of commerce, or it through community centers or local events, you go out there and you meet people, or reach out to them, or yeah. call call these offices, send them a letter, or whatever it is, because more than likely your competition is not doing that. Yeah, that's very true. So. So let's let's like put it out as a kind of uh, recommendation for an action plan. So we know that everybody in the country has a there there's a Hispanic community there. Yes, sir. Um, and from the numbers that Maria uh, laid out for us, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Um, so we may well may as well do this now. You know, go online and find out if there's a Hispanic or a Latin American Chamber of Commerce. Find out if there are any events, see if there's any available advertising or booth space, uh, look for local cultural events, do some appropriate samples. <clears throat> do something with a soccer ball on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, do something, you know, that has, do, do different country flags. Just make sure you do the right flag for the right event. Mm -hmm. Very important. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, find out what's important to that community. Do sample work. Um, show the Chamber of Commerce, get a booth, uh, whatever Spanish culture it is, definitely do some soccer gear. 
Uh, find out if quinceañeras are a, are a big deal in, in your area. You know, find out what's important to this specific demographic. Make a list of how you can access it and then do it. Yeah. Make samples. So you could do sample t-shirts. If you do rhinestones or spangles, yeah. then I'm going to, I'm just going to just, just tell you just do that immediately. Yes, you yes, know, um, on embroidery and DTG, you know, it's, it's, not as unique of a product, but if there's still there's there's still tons of business. Yeah. But if you, if it is the bling, then yeah. just do it because the ch- you know the chances of any of of a somebody who owns a commercial rhinestone setting setting or spangle machine yeah in it, it within a subset culture of people is is low. They're not going to be there. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be very low. So you've got a, a massive opportunity. But even if you just do D- DTG printing or vinyl yeah. or embroidery, you know, embroider some flags on on something. Yeah. Take pictures of on it. Anything. Put it online. Yeah. Put it online. Uh, if you do T-shirt printing, you know, come up with a a soccer themed design. Yeah. You know, in Colombian colors. Yeah. Just print that. Take a picture of it. Yeah. Put it on your Facebook page. Put it on your website. Uh, put it on a flyer in addition to some other things. Uh, if you if you do any type of mail or advertisement, you know, find out is there a zip code in town or in the that's city next to you Spanish. that's yeah, mostly that's Hispanic idea. or mostly Colombian or mostly Cuban or mostly Italian yeah. or mostly Jewish or keep Filipino, going down the line. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, Thai, I mean, Chinese, whatever yeah. it is, keep going down the line, whether it's uh, cultures of people or... Uh, uh, culture, race, creed, yeah. religion—you know all the things that you, all the things that you can't. Uh, if if we, when you're hiring somebody, if you if, if you're you not, can't ask them about that, yes, market to find. Yeah. look and look that as your marketing <laughs> list. That's great. So bring up the law. Right. All right. Read down the list. Yes. And those are all subsets. I can't ask you people. where you're from. <laughs> I can't ask you what religion you are. I can't ask you what festivals you go to or what soccer team you support. Yeah, I know I'm not allowed to <laughs> but uh, but those are all great marketing niches to get into because it's culture. Yeah, and culture is you know is beautiful and rich and as Maria mentioned, people within a culture are you know you there's there's an inherent trust built within within members. Yeah, of that absolutely. Community. Always, absolutely. no matter what it is, even even if it's just the community that you live in. Yeah. If somebody lives in your little community, even if it's not a culture, even if it's just your block or, or a community, there's an inherent trust there. Right. Due to Where are you from? Location. I'm from I'm I'm from Tampa. Oh, I'm from yeah, Tampa. Yeah, I'm too. from Tampa too. Now we're yeah, friends. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> or so and then also there is that a similar thing uh, happens with people who embrace a community and a culture. Yeah. So if you go in, if you go up to a, say it's like a, uh, there's a Jewish American festival happening of some yes. sort, and you go there, and and you find somebody who's a business owner, say yeah. who has a booth there, and you go up to him and you say, um, I'm not Jewish, but I think the history and the food, right? I just find it fascinating. It's a weird opening line. It's yeah. a weird opening line, but they will talk no, to you. That it, they it, will and talk it, to you. And it's not even that weird. Yeah. You know, it, it is. If you go up and say that to somebody, you, you go up to a, uh, to a restaurant yeah. where they serve Colombian food, yeah. right? And and you walk in there and you say, I'm not Colombian, but I think Colombian food is awesome. Yeah. Colombian music is cool. Yeah. I wish I could dance it. I can't. Right. Um, and if you say that to them, if that's your opening line, I guarantee you they will like you. You're a friend. 
Yeah, you're a friend. Heck, I get that way because I'm from Tampa, as I said. Even if I'm somewhere else and I say I'm from Tampa, it says, you know what? I've been there. I love that. Well, you're my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're now my best friend. You know, so, yes. um, so there's that. There's developing that personal connection. But, you know, if you, if you want to put your toe in the water, if you're a little bit nervous about this, um, then find a festival or an event that's going on in your area and go. Yes, like for example, um, every weekend, every other weekend, there is something going on at Bush Gardens. There is a, a Hispanic uh, concert. Right. Uh, you know, have a shirt with the most uh, um, popular Hispanic names: Maria or Paola <laughs> right. or Sandra, right. and put it in bling. Believe me, girls will love it. Yeah. They will get it. They will buy it. So, so you could even like you know, if you're walking around, just go the first time to see what it's like and to see if there are any uh, tables or booths set up that sell something that you sell. Or, or, you know, if you notice a big hole in that marketplace. Because yeah. I guarantee that there's not. You know, yeah. I mean, really, nobody's selling, you know, uh, Puerto Rican flag T-shirts with an image of the island in the background. You know, nobody's, nobody's selling, you know, uh, the shape of Colombia, you know, uh, with the capital and a star in the Colombian flag colors. Uh, my, um, my wife is from Trinidad, and I even did a uh, rhinestone shirt for my daughter, you know, Trini Love with the heart in the Trinidad flag colors. Mm -hmm. um, hugely popular stuff. So if you, even if you're not part of a specific community, have no idea, you know, what goes on inside it, be brave. You know, uh, take a weekend on a Saturday. I promise you'll have a good time. Yep. And if you are a member of one of these communities. What are you doing? Then, then <laughs> I hope you are embracing that as much as you possibly can. And uh, taking advantage of the inherent trust that you've got in that community. Yeah. Taking advantage of the knowledge you already have of the culture and what they like and what sports they like and what colors they like um, and all of that. And take advantage of that. Reach out to that community. Attend those events. Yeah. If you are Puerto Rican and you have a bling business and maybe, maybe your niche is dance. You know, right. which, we, which we use as an example a lot because it is a popular niche. Yes. Maybe that is your niche, but you your second niche should be Puerto Ricans. Yeah. You know, really. Absolutely. And, and, and make sure you go to those events. So we talk about all this stuff in all of our other podcasts in regards to going to events, meeting people, going to, you know, kids' baseball games and stuff like that. Yeah. So all of that is part of it, but this... The cultural, the Hispanic culture, and all the other cultures out there are part of that equation. Yeah. Go to those events. Like whether if you're a member, you have you just have to go. Right. You really need to because you will definitely get business. Agreed. So so I, I would say I would say this kind of in a way of wrapping things up. A sure. Bit, yes, please. Is that the um, the Hispanic market in the United States is probably now the uh, the biggest ethnic market by a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you have any affinity for it at all, then you should, you should go after that market in your area first. But if you don't have a big Hispanic community or if you live somewhere that, that is predominantly something else, like uh, you live in Wisconsin and it's a, it's a, there's a big Polish community. If you live you know, in, in some area of the country where some other demographic is primary, start there. And then move on to the Hispanic market because all you're going to have to do is wait a minute and that'll be the biggest one. Okay? Yeah. So um, be brave. 
pay attention, do your to-do list on how you're going to go after this market. And, uh, and I know I'd love to hear your success stories. And bring, bring if you are ready to bring somebody else into your business, whether it's a salesperson or yeah. just somebody for help or whatever it might be, think of somebody that might be in a culture that's very rich in your area. If and it's different a, from yours. And different from yours. So yeah. if it's Hispanic, great, because that's the example we're using today, but yeah. it might be Greek. Yeah. You know, it might be Polish. Right. You no, know, I mean, we don't know what that now, is. No, you can't actually ask if they're if they're this thing. You can't advertise for someone. I'm looking for someone that's Swiss. But you, you can ask for somebody who speaks the language. Yes. A and, very little bit. You know, and that's and that is a you know, you know, so you could you could be seeking bilingual. I wonder if you could, like, actually... Um, I mean, I don't know the laws and rules yeah. on that, but I've seen you can, it. You can. I've seen it in... I've seen what it if you could send that... Like, I'm looking for someone with bilingual parents. Yeah. They, that, well, would be, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be an interesting... That, that um, I don't... Don't do that. Okay. That's a bad Don't idea. do that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> Maria, any, any, any final words about the Hispanic market here in the U.S.? Um, only that um, if you invest in us, we will spend on you. Okay. I love that. Yeah, there, there you go. Man, I really like this uh, this episode, this podcast. I feel I feel really good about it. Yeah, I think that folks want they people are always asking for what can I do to grow my business? What can I do different? I'm kind of yeah. stuck. Yeah. Um, I feel like I grew really fast and now I'm hovering. And if you want, you know, we talk about finding a new niche. Yeah. And maybe the you know we don't talk about the culture being a niche. Right. But it but cultures are a niche. Yeah. So agreed. think of one, and you can do it. Okay, I like that. Well, this has been Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And Mark Vila from Coleman and Company. And Maria Rodriguez. From both companies. That's right. <laughs> um, have, a, uh, have a good business, everybody. Thank you. Woo.